Mm-hmm. If, if I didn't have to pay for it, I'd take the Mac Pro. This was but, built uh... where you live, Nick, in Texas, <laughs> in America. This is America, Nick. Texas, but unfortunately, I can't pay for it with my money. So <laughs> with three thousand American dollars, just go on Twitter and search for the hashtag America. America, yeah, America, <laughs> please. <laughs> Wednesday, December 18th, 2013. This is episode 81 of Yats. Every week, Wednesday evening, right here, yet another techshow.com. Check it out. I'm at Lee. Joining me this evening, Mike Rothman. What's going on, Mike? Hey, guys. Just glad to be here. Good to see you all. Good to have you back. Nick Carroll also joining us from AOTA. What's up, Nick? Hey, guys. Glad to be back. Hey, Nick. Good show last night, by the way. Yay. Got that posted, latest one, number 108, I believe, attackingtheandroids.com. You can check that out if you're into Android and all of that fun stuff. Uh, but this is Yats, going to talk about some technology. We should start things off. This is going to be the last uh, episode of the, the year of 2013 here. 81 episodes in, not too bad. Uh, but we got the holidays coming up and we have CES coming up. So if any Yats fans are in Vegas or around that area, we'll be there. Uh, me and Ant will, and uh, if we can talk Mike into it, might he might join us for a day or so. Um, but yeah, hit the road and come visit. That'll be January fifth through the ninth is when uh, I'll be down there. So uh, this is the last show for for a couple weeks at least. Uh, we should start things off with some some wish list gift guide stuff. Uh, a new domain Dino had a good uh, wish list that we all kind of kicked around ideas for on the group. Um, what did he end up going with? Some pretty interesting devices here. So he's got on the lead the uh, the Kindle Fire HDX, which which I understand. I mean, it's a great tablet. It's well priced. It's got the the whole of the Kindle ecosystem behind it. Still, if you want the Android experience, this is going to disappoint. So I would I would. Uh, quibble with the selection but it is a great tablet nonetheless well priced it depends if you're in the amazon ecosystem and you may not give a crap about like the play store or or google's ecosystem as far as android goes it is a pretty decent tablet from what i've read and uh, i think we talked about an aota last night about the whole layaway thing so if you don't have the money to get it right away you can you know make some payments on it and that that looked pretty pretty all right Richard Hay joining us. What's going on, Richard? Doing well, doing well. It's been a while. Yeah, man. Good to have you. This is the last Yats of the year. Good to good to get you on, man. Yeah, sure. Before the new year and all that other stuff falls on Wednesday, right? Now. That, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just like one Wednesday after another. It's good good stuff. Yeah. So uh, we're talking about Dino's gift guide real quick, uh, just since it is the holidays over on a new domain.net. Um, what was next on that list, Mike? The next Fit. up is the Fitbit Zip Activity Tracker. Fitbit has kind of defined the uh, the niche here of activity trackers, and it's a uh, 2014 model, the the Zip Activity Tracker. 
little new form factor, a few new functions, but it's the same basic, basic highly reliable, count your steps, count your altitude change, count your uh, calories consumed. For those of us into uh, quantified self, this is a must-have little gadget. Those things are cool. You can keep track of pretty much everything. Yeah, <laughs> I was trying to get to have if you're into fitness. <laughs> yeah, it's e- either got... that or the fuel band, right? Those are the other. That's the other one that I hear people talk about a lot. I've got last year's model, the Fitbit one here, right here. I I uh, keep it with me every day. It works pretty good, yeah. Works real well, and it's it's nicely designed. It's really, uh, it's really a device you never have to think about until you're you're interested in looking, and then all the stats there are nicely displayed on a website for you to check out. So next on the list, the TiVo. I I I don't I wouldn't use really necessarily a TiVo, but I guess a lot of people still do. This it's is the, still around the Romeo. <laughs> Uh, I think the TiVo is really still the, one of the only things that allows you to skip commercials. You know, it's it's got a it's got a, a user interface that is light years ahead of anything you'll get from your cable box provider. And Richard's right; it does do the thirty second advance for those of us who want to skip through the you know the the eight minutes of commercials. <laughs> and uh, it's got a great guide system. There's a month. You got to buy the thing. Then there's a monthly fee. So it's one of the more expensive uh, solutions out there. For my money, I'd much rather have a, a Microsoft uh, uh, Windows Media Center, uh, which uh, gives you gives you all of that and more at a lower price point. Yeah, I'm thinking of getting Hulu Plus. Google Plus, I've heard of them. No, no, Hulu, Hulu Plus. Hulu Plus. Hulu Plus. <laughs> also on Google Plus. I'm thinking of extending my private torrent site membership for another 10 years. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, that's got a good price point. Yeah, yeah. Not, not too bad. 20 bucks here and there to keep the servers running, you know. <laughs> the my For my money, I like this next one. I don't know that really match the decor of what we have here right now, but... For uh, around fourteen hundred bucks, you could get this awesome Da Vinci two-in-one stand-up desk. Hmm. Hmm. That's right. I was, Hand. I was sorry that uh, Ant wasn't here tonight, but I wanted to talk to him about how this desk would fit in with the Chateau Ghetto decor. Could you imagine Ant just standing behind the desk, like orchestrating his his day to day? Yeah, like yeah. awesome. a lector. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. This is the desk for our Aunt Pruitt. I like he says several of our staffers point out that a standing desk makes you more productive because it keeps you focused on your work. <laughs> is that true? And, do you do you stand sore? Yeah, well, you gotta have good shoes at that point, right? Yeah, yeah. It's all about the shoes. And then uh the last thing on the list here they uh recommend is the Beats Pro headphones. I'm actually looking for a new set of headphones. My bows finally broke after like three or four years in one ear, so I just just tossed them. So now I'm headphoneless. Time to get. I wanted a nice like wireless set. My friend has oh, a nice yeah. set. Oh I of got a pair of those. Motorola ones, really? I want a nice set like that. I got the ones. Uh, what are they? These. There's. Uh, these oh, are. Yeah. I forget who makes these. 
there's that guy that does the YouTube. Uh, uh, I can't do earbuds though. No, sorry, need headphones. Oh, okay. So you want wireless headphones? Okay. Right. Like the but Motorola set I saw. And then they, they work for hours and they are Bluetooth. It's great. That's pretty cool. The Motorola set I saw was all right. It was like just around your your head thing, but yeah. I got a serious beef with with their choice of the Beats Pro headphones. Not a fan it's of the priced, Beats. It's priced at four hundred forty nine dollars. Yeah, very expensive and not the best audio for that price. That's true. Yeah. Like my Bose were like I want to say around two hundred, and they sounded so amazing. I mean, the nice over ear. They weren't like the giant ones, but the the ones that would unfold and they they'd go over your ear and. Yeah, like I don't know. The, the noise canceling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's something about yeah. their sound driver, like it just the audio sounded really good. Uh my my response to this is, come on, dude, I can get a I can get a uh, a big screen TV or a laptop or uh some really good gear for four hundred and fifty dollars. A Nexus ten? Yeah. A Nexus ten, yeah, bring it on. Well, there's the Audio Technica ATH50, I think it is. That's like 150 bucks. Those that's, are nice. That's arguably uh, better audio than that, from what I've what I've been told. I'm actually considering getting getting that for the house. I've got the uh, Bose Quiet Comfort 15 that I use at work for when I'm studying and uh, stuff like that. But I, uh, yeah, I would go for something like the, the Audio Technica ATH50s. A lot cheaper, personally, from what I've read and the video reviews I've seen. So. Now, Matt, is the Nexus 10 you have, is that made by Samsung? Uh, I believe it is. Absolutely. Yes. Good old Samsung. Good old Samsung, yes. And a Moto Dominant X Android vendor. made by yes. Motorola. <laughs> but I don't know. Beats are so hot right now, right? Like, it's the yeah. fad thing. Like, it's in phones. It's in your tablet. Like, everybody's... I, I can no, see why they... No, they have done an amazing job of branding. The, right? So amazing. It's like Skylanders. It's like, come on, you are killing me. I don't know what that is, but I'll agree. <laughs> so what the? I want to talk to to you, Richard, for for a minute. It's been a while since we've seen you. What have you been doing? Just like roaming around the taking lots of pictures. <laughs> ah, yeah, you know, just uh, really busy. Uh, you know, a lot of big projects, and uh, you know, just got to. You know, I have technical responsibilities, job stuff. You know, so. Do you have any opinions on Google and the robot thing? Uh, well, you know, I've seen, you know, some of the robot, you know, stuff. And, Did you get uh, to ride you know, the there's... big dog? Uh, well, we, I think they, they just bought that the other day, I think. So I don't, I don't think any of that stuff is on campus yet. I'm sure everyone will have their turn. I was going to say, that's like the first thing I would have done is like big dog. Well, I think take... it's pretty loud. <laughs> it is, right? They're all like... <laughs> It's, it's like, a robot. You know, you're going to give people, like, you know, audio, audible damage, you know. You... <laughs> well, that's why you get the noise-canceling uh, headset. That's right. The $500 noise-canceling beats by Dre, yeah. you know. <laughs> you totally need them in that situation. <laughs> Riding my big dog. I got my beats on. <laughs> I can see the commercial. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty cool. I just kept seeing that over and over in the news. It's like, oh, look, they bought a body for Skynet to roam around in and this and that. It, it, you know. it does seem like it's picture perfect made for the tinfoil hat community. Almost like they did it on purpose that way. Really, and just I, to fill in your fill in your conspiracy theory. We're not here. really going to do anything with these robots, but just for your sake. Just for the holidays <laughs> to make sure everyone has something to talk about. We so great. Yeah. Between that and the barges, you know. The barges. Yeah, I remember that, you know, people, 
talking about theories about the barges, about how they were floating data centers or whatever. And I was like, didn't you watch Aaron Brockovich? Don't you know that jacked up the price of power in California to be like 10x every other state? And so makes it you know, completely not feasible anymore exactly. at that point. He says, oh, maybe they're data centers. I'm like, yeah, no. Maybe it's just a big party boat. That's a no. Would they finally end up coming to ter- to the conclusion that it is just like a show off kind of thing for new gadgets, like a not a store, um, but a... I, I think it's it's kind of like a it's like it's it's a little bit like a, a mobile showroom, right, right? Right. I mean, you know, I don't know if you've ever seen these people that they, there's there's companies have these teams that go to trade shows, you know, and they'll have like roadies. You know, that have like a whole, you know, setup that they'll go and set up the Honda booth that XYZ. Yeah, the vans, vans always did that with the big half pipe and they'd have all of the vans like BMX riders there with this like big giant thing, like doing tricks just to get people to to come check out the. Yeah, so I kind of see this as our version of that, right? Sure. Uh, Whatever, whatever works. Whatever. Well, we'll see. I don't know if it will work, but we'll see how it goes. Certainly getting a lot of attention for no money, right? So that's true. That is true. Uh, did you guys see this? I thought this was kind of interesting. Over uh, the, the after Thanksgiving, everyone you know took part in Black Friday and Cyber Monday, and and tons of tons and tons and tons of of credit cards getting run, you know, through the, through these holidays and everything. Uh, this story came out on on USA Today that Target got hit, and everyone that shopped at this, you know, these these Targets got all of their all of their base are belong to us now, pretty much. Um, the Secret Service is is involved in the investigation. Potential massive data breach. <laughs> Potential. Well, did, did you guys already talk about Instant Checkmate? No. What What is that? Oh, that's like this new site where it'll like do background checks on somebody just based on zip code and, and name. Right? Oh, handy. It, yeah, real, real. There's there's been some discussions about privacy violation, whatever. But apparently, it just goes and scans through publicly accessible databases, like you know, the police have like public record stuff and the courts and all this other. Just builds a profile based on. Built a profile based on, and now it might not correctly match. I mean, there are namespace conflicts. Well, sure. So, and Richard, who is offering that? Instantcheckmate.com. Wow. This is the site. I mean, and, and I, I, it, it hit the news, I guess, a week or two ago. There was, you know, there was a bunch of discussion about, you know, the ethicality of this, right? But yeah, uh, the efficacy. But I mean, it's, it's technically not not difficult to do. Right? Yeah, I've seen some address location uh, sites out there, like Spokio, and then some others where I've been able to look look myself up and find previous addresses, like when I'm filling out like re- like uh, job applications and stuff like that, or like I'm going through a merger with my company and I couldn't remember all my previous addresses. Well, sure enough, there's some sites out there that accurately listed pretty much everywhere I've ever lived, which is kind of crazy. It's like Internet Archive, but for you, you yes. personally, my life archive. Yeah. It's helpful. So, yeah. And I mean, if you look at this, it's like it's kind of like what the companies do when they do a background check on a potential employee or whatever. Um, I'm sure they do the same kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I got. I got to say, I'm looking at the site now. I I don't see anything in this site that you can't find in other sites. I mean, I, I don't think this is new. the The website may be new, the packaging may be new, but the information that you can get has been readily accessible for 
I don't know, years and years. Yeah, this is probably a cheaper version of like LexisNexis, right? It it may well be lower lower price point. Yeah. But then they upsell you for more data. Like if you want to know this, yeah, give us yeah. this much money. And if you want to know this, you know, I can see their advertising jingle now. Now with smarter Python Python scripts. <laughs> Absolutely. Just ask. We'll tap into your microphone for you. <laughs> All you have to do is speak. Well, and I guess there was the whole Angela Merkel thing, right, where she was comparing the NSA to the Stasi. She was thrilled about that. I, even though I kind of wonder how much of that is like, is like you know, kabuki theater. You think, like, we're going to do this, and then you're going to pretend to be real upset like you exactly, didn't know about right? it. I could kind of see that. some of that, but I want to I say right up front, None of us grew up in uh, the East Germany, the the old police state where the Stasi was a a a fact of life, and they could pretty much destroy people any way they chose. So, right, it's hard to it's hard to see any real concrete examples of where the NSA has really like gone after and destroyed somebody's life. Well, she's just saying that like they they have the potential to do it because of what they're listening in on or whatever. Yeah, well, I mean, but I mean, like, in, in the police state that was East Germany, though, they had this stuff where, like, they would encourage children to, uh, to, to, to rat, rat on out their parents. parents yeah, and yeah. stuff like this. And that, the NSA's not doing that. And I mean, so uh, that's, and I don't, I don't take the, I don't take the comparison to the NSA seriously today, but neither am I willing to sit by passively and give up this civil right, and give up that civil right, no, no, and I, give I agree up with another that. civil right, and pretty soon somebody else gets in office, and they're really evil, and they decide to start snooping on me and punishing me. I don't like it. Yeah, just the well, fact yeah, that I, the records are there, right, and that yeah. that they're collecting them and and all that. It's kind of like Neighborhood Watch. That kind of that reminded me of the the you know see something, say something thing. It makes everyone want to be a tattletale and and all that. Well, it's like they had all these social media campaigns in the last few weeks about who should be the Time Magazine person of the year. And, you know, it was like Miley Cyrus and these others. Like, how can that not be Edward Snowden? Right. And didn't it end up being like the Pope or something, right? The new Pope? The The new Pope? Yeah, and I thought thought actually the new Pope's a great choice. But would you say globally Snowden has had more of an effect on people's lives? Well, I think the Pope, I, I think he's had uh, an effect on politicians' lives in the United States. Uh, but I think the Pope has, a, this new Pope Francis, and I'm not religious and I'm certainly not Catholic, but I think this new Pope has had a much more powerful effect worldwide than Edward Snowden ever will. I like, did you guys see the article? I forget where it came out. I just remember the headline. It was something like, if you give us your document, the, the rest of the documents back, we'll give you, Im- not immunity. I forget what the word was. Not amnesty. We'll, we'll, we'll give you some sort of protection in, in exchange. We'll, we'll call off the assassination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. You may live at the end of this. <laughs> just come on back. That, that's fine. That's fine. Um, to finish up this Target story, I don't know if any of you guys, um, shop there or whatever, but it sounds like from uh, what Krebs on Security wrote about that it doesn't involve online purchases, 
Uh, it appears that the type of data that was stolen allows thieves to create counterfeit credit cards, and if the PIN numbers were also intercepted, uh, they could withdraw cash from ATM machines. So it sounds like just the info that is on the cards when it's swiped. Information stored on the magnetic strip. So, Which means somebody had some skimmers going on inside that store, right? I mean, how else? Where, where was the store? Uh, it doesn't say which one. It just says... Well, that would be kind of useful in this particular case. Yeah, you too. think? Like, if, that if you shop to that store, maybe I'm double vigilant. But now if I didn't, then, like, I don't care. It says that the breach involves the theft of information stored on the magnetic stripe on the backs of cards used at nearly all of Target's stores around the country. Oh, interesting. And they have wow. 1,800 stores in the U.S. and 124 in Canada. But then it said uh, it does not... It's not for online purchases. So only if you had a card actually swiped in any of their actual brick-and-mortar locations. Which everyone does if they go to Target. Yeah. Yeah, that happened to us up here a while ago. Everybody, and me included, all got hit from one shop up in, I think, Whitefish or somewhere that they got their credit card stuff messed up, and now everyone got credit card fraud. Well, this seems like a particularly egregious uh, security violation, but it seems like these things are in the news just about three times a week. We see them more and more, right? Yeah. A gas station just like uh, uh, half a mile from where I live was hit. Somebody came along and, without anyone knowing, installed a skimmer on the credit card reader. And And this happens to be the gas station where I shop, where I usually buy gas. Nice. So, you know, for about seven days, apparently, it was there skimming uh, credit card info. I posted a picture I took of a sign that our local grocery store that we use here posted that was like cash only for now because of this this problem. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's going to happen. The more this stuff gets gets on all digital using older technology that's not secure, wasn't built, from the ground up with security in mind, and it's just being, you know, clued together to just work another day. Um, well, I would think that some of this moves in the favor of, like, the NFC stuff and, you know, the, you know, more wireless transactions. I got my Google Wallet card, and I have to say, I've used that thing so much, and I love it. What I do love... you use it for? It's a card. It's a, a credit card. You can link all your different cards to it. Basically. I just have it go into my Google Wallet account, but I it's like, like that. Like it, the Google Voice of, 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 you know, it's like the Google Voice of money. Yeah, kind of. I haven't added, like, any other cards to it. I just use it for, I was buying apps with it, and now I have, yeah. like, an actual card. But I like how it gives you a notification. It keeps track of what you buy. Like, I'll, I'll put money in there to use when I go to CES just to have a, easy way to keep track of, you know, all of my transactions while I'm there. Yeah, I use that too. I don't use, I don't have the card myself, mainly because I only have one actual credit card left, and uh, so I haven't done any of that for consolidating, but I have ordered a number of things through the wallet service uh, online. I do like that for me, I'm able to, yeah, for me, I'm able to keep track. Yeah, there, Richard's got one. Way. Yeah. Yeah, I may break down and get a card too. I just haven't got it. <laughs> I like it better than PayPal, honestly. I don't I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's because I don't have a PayPal card and we're still waiting for ours to come in the mail. It's been like Well, you can five email weeks. money too, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is Yeah, cool. my dad's going to start sending us money every Christmas or whatever uh, through that as well. So certainly helpful for us. It's What he had been doing is relying on the post office, which unfortunately – 
has been less reliable over the years, like uh, the last uh, check he sent us, like it took a week and a half to get to us, and it was like a week or it's in limbo. So he, he finally broke down and said, you know, I'm just going to start sending it to you via wallet. So that's why we're doing it that way. So Yeah, it works really well. I like it. Well, let's see. Did you guys know your MacBook webcams can be used to covertly spy on you? The little light can be bypassed, and you would never even know. My MacBook has the light on. But it can be bypassed, so you would never know. I think someone's, like, viewing me on video right now. I know. (laughs) I feel like I'm being watched. My light's on. Not to worry, Richard. There are only thousands of us watching. Yeah, well, yeah. Literally dozens of watchers. It's awesome. It's uh, some new research by Johns Hopkins computer scientist Stephen Checkaway. It shows how people can be spied on with MacBooks and iMacs released uh, before 08. Uh, using proof-of-concept software called RAT, Remote Administration Tool, he was able to reprogram the EyeSight camera's microcontroller chip so that the light does not turn on. Um, yeah, that's pretty cool. Well, I mean, how hard is it to... Like, Sprint Android phones, they have this thing where you can't take a picture without the shutter sound. Oh, wow. But, but how hard is it to, like, write a piece of software that bypasses that and takes a picture surreptitiously without anybody knowing? Right. Yeah. Or well, just it just looks like video. you're holding up your phone and you're doing something, but you're really taking pictures of people or whatever. And they added that in Google Glass, didn't they? You can wink now to take a picture, so you don't have to be like, okay, Glass, take a picture of this. You can just wink. Right, which might be a problem for those people with wink-itis. That's true. Know. Or weird ticks. Maybe you have a tick. That you just right, make. Right, or Tourette's. That's right. <laughs> Physical Tourette's. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. If you have... If you have one of those, <laughs> you're getting spied on. By probably the FBI. I pretty much assume that all the time, anyway. That's pretty much the safest assumption, right? At this point, is to just assume that everything you you put on there is like a postcard. There are eyes watching. Uh, let's see. We can talk about Microsoft Surface tablets. The Surface 2 and the Surface Pro 2 are selling out. Is this because Microsoft got scared the first time so they only made like 10? <laughs> and and now they're all gone? Or are people actually buying these things? I could believe the Surface Pro 2 or whatever it's called, but I wouldn't believe it for the Surface just the standard Surface 2 running on RT. I don't think there's a supply problem for that. I was, I don't know. <laughs> okay, guys, here it is. Uh-oh. I am part of the problem. <laughs> My Surface, Surface Which one is Pro that? 2. Oh, you nice. got one, huh? I've, I got one. I've had it for about a week. Do you love yeah. it? I want to tell you, I am in love with the thing. Yeah. It is a full-functioning PC. Uh, the keyboard is great. Uh, it's lightweight, under two pounds. It's a great form factor. Goes on my lap in the living room at night, or sits on my deck with a uh, sits on my desk with a docking station, and is a full-fledged PC power horse. Yeah, I was wondering if that docking station had come out yet, because I'd heard that that was going to come out later. But you're able to get that, get it with that one. Yeah, the, the 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 docking station is, so far as I know, is just out, just released. Oh, cool. And, um, you know, you just slip the uh, the tablet portion of the device in the docking station, then you're 
keyboard, screen, and so on, printer are all instantly connected. Or you pull it out, uh, click on the little uh, traveling keyboard, and take it with you wherever you want to go. I'm getting about nine, nine and a half hours battery life. Uh, so, you know, plenty of juice for an all-day um, outing. I really like the device. Uh, it's got yeah, a, a micro SD card. Microsoft? What's that, Richard? Who makes the Surface for Microsoft? You know, I don't know. It's uh, Microsoft branded, so it isn't like a device. Weren't they manufacturing them? By Samsung. Or, I got to imagine they have some kind of a CM. I'm sure, I'm sure. Uh, you know, obviously, micro, uh, I mean, I'm certain Microsoft is manufacturing it. I just don't know who is. It could be Foxconn for all I know. But they're making it to Microsoft specs. Yeah, it's like probably either Asus or or uh, or uh, the other Taiwanese vendor. or ACC like or something? Yeah, something like that. Or, 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 you know, it could be Samsung, I suppose. I don't know. It's hard to say. It's got all the ports you want to have, so uh, Ethernet, um, USB 3, uh, HDMI. Uh, it's, uh, you know, yeah. I, I, I got this thinking, uh, well, I'll give it a try and see how I like it. It turns out I like it a whole lot more than I was expecting to. Yeah, uh, like for myself, I've been considering getting like one of those little uh, Dell venues, like a venue eight or something, I think. Yeah, that's right. It's an Adam Baytrail, and I've been considering getting one of those simply because it'll actually run the x86-based, you know, software, the, the stuff that I've got oodles of, so. The yeah. manufacturer is someone called Pegatron. Oh, yeah, I, re I recall them. They've, yeah. So. Good good research there, Mr. Thank uh, you. I want to say, say, I think they may produce some Apple stuff, too. Did you use Bing for that? No, actually, I, I Googled it. <laughs> awesome. Stunner. Right. Duck, duck, go, actually. Oh, of course. <laughs> you know, the other interesting thing about this is you can, uh, obviously, you can, uh, uh, you can attach the keyboard. It, it also has an electronic keyboard, but it also has uh, very, very good handwriting uh, recognition. So you can you can handwrite uh, into your document, or using uh, Google you can dictate into the thing, which kind of makes surprising. the handwriting pointless <laughs> if you're dictating. Yeah, unless you're taking notes in a lecture hall where you know, or, or right, a meeting right. room where other people are talking. I could see doctors using it a lot. Aunt Pruitt wrote that. Uh, back in October, that he thought it would be uh, pretty good for the enterprise. Well, and it has office support, right? Yeah, exactly. Pegatron. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Windows it's... Office uh, 2013, plus, uh, of course, the Office uh, web apps. I mean, you it... pay extra for the Office stuff, or does it just come with that? You have to pay uh, extra for it, I think. You, you pay extra. You, the, it, obviously, the, the, the web apps are free, but the, the, the heavyweight office is uh, an add-on. Yeah, it's the RT tablets that basically will, they will throw in office uh, for that for free. But, yeah, all the x86 versions, not so much. 
That's correct. So would you rather have this or the LG Chrome base that they uh, announced? Oh, yeah, so, yeah, so that's what I, I thought of when I first heard of it. But uh, basically, uh, uh, LG is going to produce their own, uh, instead of a Chromebook or like a Chrome, what's the, oh, a Chrome box, like the one produced by Samsung. They're actually producing a all-in-one computer um, called the uh, Chrome base. And uh, so that should be that should be an interesting exper- experiment. The cool yeah. thing about the Chrome base is that it also operates as a monitor. So you can hook up a, like a regular PC to it and just switch to the the Chrome OS. That's well. pretty cool. Yeah, that's that is true. I, I even though I, I thought that it looked like their primary goal was to kind of pitch it as like a kiosk thing for business, right? Yeah, but it, it could have it could have uh, some legs as like an actual something you buy at Walmart, something you get off the Play Store, or something. I, else I would like definitely that. prefer using that to uh, the uh, you know. The hackathon that is a pirated version of XP in some Indian, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. internet cafe. XP right? so. Black, right, <laughs> pirate exactly. edition. Let's let's use the Chrome base instead. That'd be great. Uh, <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, it comes with a Celeron, two gigs of memory, sixteen gigs SSD with a 1080p IPS display, twenty-one and a half inch. That's kind of cool. I kind of like it. It'll likely, I kind of likely one. be a Haswell Celeron, in my opinion, because that's what all the current. Chromebooks are coming out with that are Intel based is is that so that's what I'm thinking. So then, would you rather have that or a like three thousand dollar made in the U S. new Apple Mac Pro? Mm? Well, mm? If, if I didn't have to pay for it, I'd take the Mac Pro. This was but, built uh... where you live, Nick, in Texas, <laughs> in America. This is America, Nick. <laughs> Texas but unfortunately, I can't pay for it with my money. So <laughs> with three thousand American dollars, just go on Twitter and search for the hashtag Murica. Murica, yeah, Murica, <laughs> or five bitcoins. Yeah, and for three grand, I could build a much better PC. But for what it is, it's it's pretty decent. I mean, it's a custom unit, basically. It wouldn't look as I cool. Have. It wouldn't look near True. as cool. I don't know. You can get some boxes with a, a lot of LEDs. I'm sure. Make a fireworks display out of your PC or something, but uh, I don't know. I, I, it's still like any other Mac, way too expensive for what you're getting. But sure, it's pretty nice. If if your office buys one for you, they're pretty sweet. <laughs> yes, <laughs> is this the ones that are the circle? Yeah, yes. that I would the just make is. it look like a little android. Cylindrical. It looks awesome. I'd put yeah. a little hat on it and then give it little arms, and I'd make it. <laughs> That'd be awesome for Christmas three grand, $3,000. Yeah. I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on them making it in America? <laughs> well, you know, Google's making the Moto X and the Moto G in America. So. I got one. America, right here. <laughs> I love this phone. Active the Moto, notific- Moto X? The, the X, yeah, on Verizon. Uh, oh, nice. I love yeah, active... Yeah, the Verizon one, right? Did you yeah. wait till they could do the custom colors on Verizon? No, because who cares? It's a phone. <laughs> okay, I got you. The Moto America. The Moto X America. <laughs> That's right. You can't put an import ban on something made here. That's well, right. assembled here. Well, it's good enough for stopping the import banning. That's true. But that's and the Apple is saying that this isn't just assembled; like they're straight up making this thing here. So that's, I guess, that's kind of cool, but not for three grand. <laughs> it ain't that cool. 
So I do have to say about the the Surface Pro, um, the pricing is is still really expensive. I think basically uh, twelve hundred dollars for the version I got, which is eight gigs of memory and uh, two hundred and fifty six megs of SSD. Yeah. So it's it's got a lot of horsepower, but it's really high priced. Yeah, it's expensive really like- for. It's expensive for an Ultrabook, but uh, it's kind of, I mean, it's really miniaturized. It's as much as you can cram into something that small. I mean, we're just barely being two pounds. Uh, yeah, that's, that's part of it. So it well, sure it's basically a laptop that's hybridized yeah. as also a great tablet. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. And I, I don't know about you guys, but I, I you know, I remember paying $2,000 for a Texas Instruments laptop in the mid nineties, and you know, yeah. I think so the true. most I ever spent was like eighteen hundred, and it was on an Alienware, and I ended up sending it back because it kept overheating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. What else should we talk about? Did you guys see? Do we care about BBM coming pre-installed on LG smartphones? Do we care about LG smartphones? I threw that in on the hopes that Chris Miller may magically show up <laughs> and know, redeem it. <laughs> the, next, the Nexus Five is an LG smartphone. I know, and so is the Four. Yeah. I well, know. I mean, my my theory for the longest time is that that BlackBerry, the company, what's left of it, is going to eventually become a software company. So, yeah, like Cis- yeah. Cisco is kind of branding themselves as a software company to sort of com- compete against virtualized networking and and the cloud and all this kind of stuff. So, like, they'll have something in their back pocket outside of just physical network infrastructure. And I think you're going to see the same thing with BlackBerry. I think they're going to focus more on software, maybe even software as a service or something else down the line, more cloud-based stuff, you know, maybe even social networking, something. Uh, but I don't think hardware is their way out. They should buy MySpace. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know well, what? Actually, on a tangent, there, I always figured Yahoo would buy MySpace and rebadge it, rebadge it as YSpace. Ah, uh, <laughs> so, I huh? think they're well, on. You're on. Justin Timberlake buy it for like a million bucks. Yeah, probably. Maybe That's, so. He's on there a lot. That sounds about right. <laughs> but, uh, you know, last oh, yeah. week's guest, we had Daniel Zolnikov on the show, and he uh, he likes BlackBerry. He still uses BlackBerry, so. Well, I tell you, that was one example where Microsoft pulled off a, a, a much better move in back in Facebook than Google did back in MySpace. Yeah. Did Google back Google, MySpace? Yeah, Google Google had a nine hundred million dollar deal. Damn. Uh, for for four years, but it was we didn't have to pay the whole nine hundred million because it was based on user metrics that they didn't hit. <laughs> they were like, "Come on, <laughs> let's be honest here." Well, and the, well, the thing was is that right, but I mean, essentially, we 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 at least committed to committing up to nine hundred million. I think we ended up paying like four hundred million. That's still a lot of money. It's almost halfway there. I mean, it yeah. was a lot. Rupert Murdoch owned the thing at the time, and it was basically. And and a lot of people say that Google's backing actually helped to destroy the site because hmm. what happened was is they were putting ads in the stream. You know, sponsored by Google, and then that was causing people to say, "Oh, I want to go to Facebook because it's cleaner and it doesn't have a bunch of ads on it." Which is interesting. Coming back full circle, what the hell is Facebook doing right now? Pretty much the exact same thing, and so people are, 
I don't know if they're jumping to Google Plus. I I still like Google Plus. I think I they're o- more open to Google Plus than ever because of that. Sure. Cause like I, I know we've talked about it in other shows. I know you guys have talked about it, but it's annoying as hell watching all these ads. You're scrolling up, and it's yet another. Oh, oh no, it's yep. not that important. Yeah, no, not that important. You know. So yeah, and it's random stuff, and I'm not even sure. Like I had to ask my wife the other day, "Did you like this?" And uh, she's like, "I don't, I don't recall." So I don't know if. Do you really that... like this? Because I don't even know you anymore. Yeah. If you... Why are you liking something from Walmart? Why? Why Who do you, are you really care about this? Well, anyways, I'll I digress. But it's kind of, kind of weird. The sheer volume of ads that we're seeing on Facebook. Is well, and crazy. how would you even know if they just made it up? Right. Yeah. How would you know? If, unless you're you? lucky enough that you that your friends or really close with someone that likes something where you can prove that. But I know a lot of people, you know, I've never liked anything. Yeah. (laughs) I don't even like you. Why are you on Facebook? It says I like that is BS. (laughs) I know it's a lie. (laughs) Right. Because I totally never liked anything. Richard, what was, uh, what was Google wanting to get out of uh, their deal with MySpace other than, you know, ad exposure? Uh, well, I think at the time we were backing them because they were the leading social network when that deal was actually, uh, I think it was like 2006 or seven that we entered into that deal. And Facebook was still very nascent. Uh, and we and, and at the time, MySpace was the leading social network. So oh, I, think, yeah. I think the deal was is that we backed them because we thought they were going to become the dominant social network. Well, I'll say uh, from my experience as far as being on MySpace and why I left Facebook, for me, it wasn't so much the ads. It was just so many other people were going. So at that point, even then, I don't think the ads were as much of a big deal on MySpace as much as, like, I also saw Facebook is, like, being designed a little bit better and... Less glitter, having, right? It was less yeah. glitter. Well, and, see, I mean, and think about it. I mean, Google had this $900 million deal. You know, we didn't have to pay the whole thing, but uh, with, with MySpace, and Microsoft threw in $200 million to basically save Zuckerberg from having to sell Facebook. Because, like, I guess in 2007 or 8, there was a thing where Yahoo offered a billion dollars to buy Facebook. And there were still tons of the early VC funding guys that wanted to take that offer. Right. Uh, Because they saw an opportunity to say, hey, I can can double my money. Right, right there and be done with it. (laughs) Right, let's take the money and run, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, So when Microsoft bought in, uh, and at the time I think it was like a $15 billion valuation for Facebook because they bought a very small percentage of the company for $200 million, right? Um, That that gave Zuckerberg the capital to pay off all the VCs that wanted to bail. Ah. Without having to sell, interesting. Right? He could, he could, he could beat him back, right? Well, so Zuckerberg will never forget that, right? That uh, he helped them save his company so he could still be CEO and the king of the world, right? <laughs> For two hundred. I know is that Facebook is a mess. Yeah, it's, it's turning into that right now. It's totally full circle. It's crazy. Well, you know, it's uh, what goes around. Yeah. Did you guys see we could, Did you guys see the uh, Sprint T-Mobile? Didn't this like happen a while ago, or was that AT and T trying to get T-Mobile? It was AT and T. Okay, so this okay. That's I was kind of confused. I was like, I feel like we already talked about this, but yeah. well, I, th- I think that those Sprint will not face the same regulatory barriers as AT and T. Yeah, 
Right. But on the other hand, though, it really makes it because I mean, one of the reasons they blocked the AT and T acquisition is because they didn't want to reduce the number of GSM carriers to just one. Yeah. Right. So I think there would have to be a lot of like provisional guarantees by you know Sprint that they wouldn't stop servicing GSM. Yeah. If if they did buy T-Mobile. Yeah, and in this case, you have T-Mobile, which is kind of a distant, well, somewhat distant fourth place, and then Sprint, which is somewhat distant third place. If the two combined, they would still only come in at third place, although they wouldn't be a distant third place in that respect. And also, you would get a lot more bands. Let's say, theoretically, this happens. You would have probably more bands in the new Sprint Mobile, or whatever the hell it will be called, than either of the other two. And uh, so that would be an advantage there. So there may end up being more competition in that case. But right now, it's really just speculation. No one's committed to anything. But Well, and then the other question becomes, do they go and say, let's move Sprint to become GSM because it's it's a better combo technology yeah. uh, than CDMA? Or do we, you know, do we convert the Sprint towers to be GSM or do we convert the T-Mobile towers to be CDMA? I mean, yeah, and can we get rid of that WiMAX stuff already? You know, I don't know. We'll see. We would see how that would go, but I don't know. This could cost more than $20 billion. That's well, so you know, the AT&T offer was $39 billion. Okay. So this is like half of that. Right. And who would be the CEO? <laughs> I'm all, I'm kind of surprised Google never made a made a made a play for Timo, but you know, who knows. I mean, not that I'm in charge or anything and I have no idea about anything about that. I'm just saying. But yeah, I guess it'd be G-Mobile. I don't know. Gmo? <laughs> yeah. That would I be like awesome. It. I like it a lot. Sign me up. <laughs> oh man, we don't have Sprint here, so who cares? Did you guys see the Lego car? I thought that was just kind of cool. It has nothing. I just saw a picture of it. I, oh, I saw I it. saw the previews for the Lego movie. The video? <laughs> uh, in, in unrelated news, <laughs> more than 500,000 bricks. This thing will go 20 to 30 kilometers an hour with uh, four orbital engines, 256 pistons running on air. I want one. I know, right? Just I want to, like, one. Just to just to put around in, just for it's fun. probably pretty light. <laughs> yeah, right. Plastic bricks. So then you could, in theory, just like print your own if you can just print bricks. <laughs> Have you ever stepped on a Lego brick? They hurt the twos and can the you fours. Having to sit in a car made of Lego. Come on. <laughs> the twos and the fours, man, they will go right through your foot. Maybe to torture people. <laughs> <laughs> I would obviously put a seat cover on it, Richard. I wonder what the crash uh, test rating on it would be. <laughs> yeah, and the seat cover, well, the seat cover would be out of spec. It wouldn't be Lego. I would like to see two of them head on and just like watch the explosion of Lego. Oh, pieces. like uh, like uh, demolition derby. Yes, Lego. with little Lego crash test dummies in it. Oh, it would be brilliant. I'm in. Let's make this happen. Let's do it. Start a Kickstarter right now. We're gonna need two million dollars to make. Put this it on happen. the crash catapult thing. Oh, that'd be so cool. Oh, the things I would do if I... Like 10,000 Lego blocks. If I was a rich VC, the things I would do, I would probably not be rich for very long. The fun you would have. I know, right? We would all benefit from it. (laughs) The guaranteed path to make a small fortune is start with a large fortune. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Well put. All right, and before we get out of here, last thing that was really uh, in the list, we we were talking about before the airlines were going to start letting you have your devices on, this and that, and... Then people are talking oh, about, like, well, phone calls. Are you going to have phone calls? Because nobody wants to listen to this asshole's phone tele- tele- conversation. 
And uh, so we have the, the Delta CEO making it perfectly clear that there will not be voice calls allowed on our flights. Which is good. Like, why are you talking? You should be embarrassed yeah. as a human to be talking out loud in front of so many people. What are you doing, a podcast? Hang up that phone. What you wearing? <laughs> Dinner better be ready by the time I get on. Hold on. Yeah, I don't know if this is going to... No, I, I don't see a good path for this stuff. It just doesn't, uh, you know... But apparently texting and everything else will be just fine. But the oh, well, more stuff, I, I, I've no. experienced this. I was on uh, some flights, and they let us keep the phones on. They didn't give us the the stewardess, you know, grim, uh, the grimace on the, hey, what are you doing there, Cheeto, and all this. You know, they just said, hey, you can keep your stuff. And it was interesting. The rules were if it was a tablet or smaller, you could keep it on. But if it was a laptop or bigger, you had to keep it off during the takeoff. Just because they didn't want such a large device bricking someone in the back of the head. Uh, right. No. Exactly. If something happens, so did they have to try extra hard to get your attention during the videos? Like, did they have to? I think they pretty much, you know, accepted the fact that nobody watches that stuff anyway. Okay. Like I've seen so, this a hundred times. Right. Exactly. So they just stand up there and they go through the motions and they pretend to do it and you pretend to watch and there you go. Sure. Because I mean, really, if this thing crashes, like nobody's gonna be like, "Oh, now where was that exit?" Like people are just gonna freak because people have no self control. It's well, gonna I be the, utter chaos. The best critique of this was in the movie Fight Club. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. Where he talks about how that whole speech is really just to give the illusion of safety. It's safety theater. Safety theater. All right, I think that's about it. Anything else you guys want to want to mention? Last show of 2013. It's been a good, fun run here for this year. There was the YouTube Zeitgeist video for 2013. Oh yeah, yeah, it's out now. So it's got like the little year and little, little, you know, Google's little video year and review business. You know, those are always pretty fun. That was our point. That out. One thing I wanted to mention: uh, Roku just announced that YouTube is now available for Roku, so you can add that channel. YouTube or YouTube uh, to any Roku, so at least the, the latest start, Roku also, 3. Also, so. the Chromecast just added like 10 additional applications that'll play through it. Yeah, Hulu Plus and a few others, yeah. So you can well, watch like Yats Flex. on your oh, TV. Flex, yeah. Yeah, the SDK is available out now, so we're going to see a lot more of that. So That's cool. You can watch Yats and AOTA on your big giant TV. How do Hangouts look on giant TVs? Are they decent? The uh, they're not bad. So, like, uh, like I do this from time so that the, it already supports YouTube, and it did from the beginning. So, essentially, I would go and just watch. I mean, I have, like, uh, I don't know, what's his name, that guy from L.A. that's the real smart, you know, whatever. Uh, it has, like, um, oh, what's his name, uh, Phil DeFranco, right? Oh, yeah. Or whatever. Like, you'll have these guys on YouTube that'll do just, like, a, you know, a little, you know, news show, like, three times a week or whatever. It's like a ten-minute thing. Uh, you know, it's really fun to just go home and just, you know, cast that to your TV and just watch them up on the TV. And, you know, a lot of times you can put them into high def, you know, like 1080p or 720p and it's, it, it looks fine, right? Nice. So obviously we're not maybe necessarily going for that level of precision, but you know, whatever. <laughs> These C910 cameras will get up there as long as you have the bandwidth. Right. That is key. Oh, actually, that was another thing I heard is that uh, in Austin, uh, AT&T was offering a 500 megabit symmetric for 70 bucks to compete with uh, Google Fiber. Damn. Oh, 
but they basically were demanding that you sign up for their service that lets them monitor your internet activity and, <laughs> and, tar- and target ads. Oh, handy. That that handy. was the that was the thing for the 500 for the 500 megabits metric, which isn't really, you know, an awful deal, and that's kind of what Google does anyway, right? Is that being kind of greedy though at that point? Like can you be either the pipe or the the thing on it? Like can do you have to try and be both? Well, I mean, consider the fact that they're not offering this service all over the U.S., just the one place where they have to compete with us. Sure. <laughs> uh, you know, so clearly this is like an, a response to our presence, uh, you know, so. Oh, yeah. I'm happy with my 30 megabit down, 5 megabit up, completely non-symmetric cable connection. <laughs> well, for Montana, that that's probably light speed. Yeah, no, it it definitely is. We still have billboards up. I drive by them and laugh every time I see them. It's like get blazing fast, one megabit DSL for right. Okay, well that was fast, like eight years ago, I guess. But, right, and I guess if you're out there in the shadows of the mountains and there's nothing but like you know no lights or city or anything, Richard, it is a small price to pay to live in paradise. I'll tell you what. No, I'm I'm sure it's uh, I'm it's God's country. That's. Oh, it certainly is. All right, uh, join us in the midst of this break. And like I mentioned before, I'm moving, so we'll have a new studio set up uh, after the new year for all of these lovely shows. But hang out on the Google Plus community. We always post articles and just kind of BS about tech stuff we we find interesting. Uh, Ant, Pruitt, and myself will be in Vegas for CES. And Showstoppers, if you guys are there, come say hi. Uh, that's in the beginning of January? Or? Yeah, January 5th through the 9th, I'll be down there. So if you want to meet up and kick it and uh, do some tech stuff, we'll be down there doing all that for cool. a new domain.net. Should be a good time. Uh, yeah, it's going look, look, look like fun. Yeah, should be. You should uh, come down there. We'll see you. You, Richard. You uh, yes, I, I, I got the implication. Okay. I, I'll take it under advisement. <laughs> talking to you right now. Everyone else, stop listening. Talking to you. All right, Um, Mike Rothman, Nick Carroll, Richard Hay. Always a pleasure. I'm Matt Lee, of course. Uh, Yet another com. Check out the site. Subscribe on iTunes and all that. We appreciate it. Uh, And check out our YouTube channel. So links are on the site. Thanks for listening, guys, and we'll see you after the new year. Happy New Year, everyone. Another Tech Show. Check us out online at yetanothertechshow.com.